0: Audio Mystery Theatre presents The Devil You Don't A Felix Stone Mystery With David Alt as Felix And Andrea Richardson as Joni. Episode 2
1: Ah, oh, it's so nice to be out of the city Ah, oh, the country air I'm so glad we decided to take this holiday
2: It's not a holiday
1: Well, you know what I mean
2: We're still in the same country to me, it's not a holiday if we're still in the same country.
1: That's because you're spoiled. When I was a child, I used to have to work during my school holidays. My family used to go hop picking in Kent. That was our holiday. Picking hop all morning and going to the beach in the afternoons.
2: I thought you went to holiday camps.
1: I went once when I was a teenager. And the first holiday camp opened in the southeast.
2: I'm not sure what to expect from a place like that. It'll
1: be fun. You'll like it.
2: I very much doubt it. That car is working on my nerves. What car? There's an old beaten-up Hummer from the late 30s trailing behind us. How does that wreck even manage to stay on the road? They really should forbid cars like that. It's ruining my trip, having <laughs> to look at that. You really are an incorrigible snob, Felix. I'm tempted to speed up and lose sight of it, but we're already low on petrol. Why
1: don't we stop and let the car pass? There's a picnic spot over there. We can have some sandwiches. Good
2: idea. Good idea.
1: such a lovely day, isn't it? Perfect start to our holidays. It
2: is not a holiday.
1: Oh, stop repeating that, Felix. You're ruining the mood. Now, what do you want? Egg and cress or ham and cheese?
2: Ham and cheese.
1: And a cup of tea?
2: Yes, please. Righty-ho.
3: Big time for a little break, is it?
2: A large woman in a skimpy summer dress came walking towards us. She was followed by a short, fat man wearing a cap and a sleeveless vest. A cigarette dangled from his lower lip. Behind him tagged a lanky and pale-looking young woman with buck teeth and glasses. I assumed it was their daughter.
3: You don't mind if we share your table, do you? There's only one. No, of course not. I'll make some room. Are you two off to Essex as well? Yes, we're off the bunnies holiday camp. No! Did you hear that, Reg? They're off the bunnies. So are we! <laughs> What's a coincidence? Have you been there before? This is our third year in a row now. Is it nice? Oh, you'll love it! Here, Reg, come over here! Tell the lady about bunnies. We always have ourselves a whale of a time. Well come on, you two! Come over here and introduce yourselves. This is Reginald, my husband. And that's my daughter, Phyllis. And I'm Ethel. Ethel Craggy. Pleased to meet you. I'm Joni. And that's
1: my husband, Felix.
2: Husband? <laughs> I nearly choked on my tea. What a lovely car you have.
3: Oh, it's me brother-in-law's. He lent it to us. Normally we take the bus, but... This year we thought we'd try driving, more well, relaxing by car. Although I do miss the sing-along. I tried singing a bit in the car, didn't I, Reg? But this right royal pair of party poopers wouldn't join in.
2: Well, it was nice knowing you, Mrs Craggett. I'm afraid we must move on. Come on, Journey.
3: Where are you going, Felix? You haven't had your sandwich
1: yet.
2: I'll have it in the car. Now, come on, wifey dear. Time to hit the road. Oh,
1: you must forgive us, Mrs Craggett. My grumpy bones of a husband isn't very sociable. Oh, we
3: can't be worse than my rage. Are you coming, wife?
1: Yes, husband. Well,
3: I suppose we'll see each other again at Bunny's. (laughs) Yeah, well, I'm sure our husbands will be in a better mood by then. That was rude, Felix.
1: Well,
2: what do you think? It's like a prison camp. The way we were herded in by a man in the control tower shouting out instructions through a loudspeaker felt like I was being marched into Auschwitz.
1: Oh, why do you always have to put a damper on things? I think it's great.
2: My shirt is sticking to my back. Where's the shower?
1: There are four shower blocks at the end of the camp. Two for the lads and two for the lasses.
2: You mean we have to share the showers with those people? This is not the Ritz, Felix. And what is that Music. It sounds like something the Nazis used to play when they marched people into the gas chambers. Oh,
1: I hope you're not going to be like this all week.
2: I'm not sure I'll last all week. If we find Johnny tonight, I'm going straight back home.
1: What makes you think he'll be here
2: anyway? It's exactly the kind of place a bored, rich kid would run away to if he wanted to experience how the other half live. Hello, campers! Bunny, bunny, bunny!
4: <laughs> what the...? It's going to be a hot week this week, so I hope you
2: brought your swimming costumes. The swimming pool is now open and waiting for you. To all the beautiful ladies out there, and I'm sure there are many, we'll be holding a beautiful legs competition on Thursday, so make sure you enter. Dinner will be at six, which will be followed by Bingo in the Games Hall. And we have a special guest calling the numbers today, none other than Wacky Willy Wurzel, the craziest, silliest, wackiest clown in Essex. A list of activities can be found pinned to the door of each cabin. Make sure you look through it, and I hope you take part in each of them. I'd be disappointed if you don't. Well, that's it for now, campers. Have a great time at Bunny's Holiday Camp. Bunny, bunny, bunny! What have we landed in?
3: Ooh,
1: there's a brass band concert tomorrow, and a sing-along evening on Wednesday. And an egg and spoon race tomorrow morning after breakfast. We should enter.
2: I'd rather break stones on a chain gang. There was a poster on the wall outside the dining hall. A bill for the Bunny Brothers, the musicians who'd be entertaining us during the meal. The bass player had a cocky expression on his face. The other was serious looking but handsome. That's him. Who? On the poster. At the piano. It's John T. That's him.
1: Are you sure? He doesn't look like he did in the newspaper.
2: That's him. Come on, let's go. There he is. Where? At the piano. That's not him. It is. His hair is longer. No, he just hasn't greased it back.
1: Well, he doesn't look anywhere near as dapper as he did in the papers. It's the way he's dressed. That suit doesn't fit him at all. his trousers are too short.
2: Must have borrowed them. Come on, let's sit here so we have a good Um, view of the stage.
1: But we're supposed to sit at the table we've been allocated. It's got the number of our chalet on
2: it. Well, you go sit there if you want. I'm staying put.
1: Really, Felix, you must try and get in the mood of things. You're ruining our little holiday. It's
2: not a holiday. I'm
3: going to slap you if you say that again. Wow, well, look who it ain't. Oh,
2: please God,
3: no. Oh, it's Felix and Joni. Fancy bumping into you two again. And they've put us at the same table. That's fate, that is. Isn't that a fate, Reg? That's fate, that is.
2: She dropped her large body on the seat in front of me, completely blocking my view of the stage.
3: Well, what do you think? Do you like the chalet? I told you you would. And the food's great too. Soxtail soup today, followed by bangers and mash and tabioca pudding for dessert. I always end up putting on a lot of weight after a week at Bunny's, don't I, Reg? Well, it's one week one week a year that I get to have three proper meals a day, so why shouldn't I? Oh
2: my goodness, I think we're at the wrong table. What? I just noticed the table number. This is 19 and we're in Chalet 23.
3: Well, that don't matter, does it?
2: Oh, it does. It absolutely does. We must sit at the right table. The holiday will be completely ruined if we don't. Come on, wifey dear. (gasps)
1: Honestly, Felix. I'm so sorry. No,
3: no. Your husband's quite right. We must stick to the rules, I'm sure. We'll have plenty of time to get to know each other, like I'm sure we will.
2: When the meal was over, the campers assembled in the games hall for a game of bingo. The Craggits invited us to join them, and Joni, being the good sport that she is, went with them, leaving me alone with the Bunny Brothers.
4: Bravo! Well done, boys. I loved it. Very, very good. Thank you. Thank you so much. Will you be playing every evening? Nah. It's Flora O'Brien the rest of the week, singing a medley of classic London pub songs. My stomach turned at the prospect.
2: Oh, how wonderful. But we'll be playing in the band on Wednesday. During dance night. Well, I'll be sure to be there. And my name is Stone, by the way. Felix Stone. I'm Philip. Pleased to meet you. And you are... I turned towards Johnty, who was packing the double bass back in its box. He was avoiding eye contact and pretended not to hear me. That's my brother, Jack. Your brother? We're the Bunny Brothers. Philip and Jack Bunny, that's us. But you're not really brothers. Now, why would you say that? Well, Bunnies is the name of the holiday camp, so I (laughs) assume... No,
4: you're quite right there, Mr Stone. We ain't real brothers. My real name is uh, Philip Hutchins. And I only met Jack a short while ago. Where did you meet? We met at a nightclub in Soho. Jack was looking for a gig and I told him about Bunnies. I work here every summer. Well, what are you doing here talking to us anyway? Why aren't you
2: out uh, playing bingo with the rest of them? Bingo's not my game. I prefer poker. Oh, you do? Do you play? I love it. I don't suppose you know a place where we can play? There's a good pub, just outside the camp's gates. How about the three of us go there now? I'll treat you boys to a few drinks. I looked at Jonty again, but he was still avoiding me. He seemed shy. Not at all the reckless and vain party animal the press had made him out to be.
4: What do you say, Jack? Not me. I think I'll head back to the cabin and get some rest. Are you sure, Jack? Quite sure. Good night. He's a bit timid, is Jack. Been trying to get him to come out with me for ages. Well, come on then.
2: I'm feeling lucky tonight. Let's go play some cards. So there I was, sitting at a table in a country pub, stuck with the bass player instead of John T. Philip was penniless, so I had to buy all his drinks. But that gave me the excuse to interrogate him. It only took three pints of cider to loosen his tongue. So, uh, where exactly did you meet this, uh, Jack? At a club in Soho. The Black and White Keys,
4: do you know it? No. Well, you wouldn't. It's a posh club. I ignored that remark. What was Jack doing at that club? He said he was a, uh, a gigolo. An escort to this posh girl. I didn't believe him. Can't quite see him as a gigolo. Can you? And I was right. Turns out it was the other way around. She were the escort. And he was out there trying to give the world the impression he was some sort of playboy. (laughs) Can you believe it? Jonty, a playboy? He's too quiet and serious for that sort of thing.
2: Jonty? I thought you said his name was Jack. Uh, Oops. That's
4: the drink doing that to me. I weren't supposed to tell no one. Johnny is Jack's real name. Johnny Grove. It was supposed to be a secret.' "'Don't worry. My lips are sealed.' "'We ran away together, see? He wanted to get away from it all. "'He's a rich boy, as Johnty. But being rich ain't all it's made out to be. "'Gilded cage and all that. We think they may have it good, but that ain't always true. "'Sometimes they envy us as much as we envy them. "'He wanted to get away, so I proposed to come with me. "'He told me he played the piano, which of course came in handy, "'because I was looking for a new partner.' My real brother pissed off to Brighton and left me in the lurch. Jack looks similar enough to me. And so here we are now. The Bunny Brothers, performing at Bunny's holiday camp. So, um... When are we going to join that card table? Where is the card table? In the back room. we got to be in there before 11 when the pub closes, or we'll be locked out. Well, let's go there then. Thing is, though, they won't let you in unless you can show them you got money. And... Well... I ain't got any, have I? I don't suppose you could lend me some. I already bought
2: you the drinks. But I'll pay you back. I'm sure of the winner, I always do. I hesitated. Was there any more info I could weed out of this boy, or had he already given me all he had? How much do you need?
4: A tenor would do it. Go on, then. Good man. Come on, let's go.
2: Something odd happened when we walked towards the back room. As we passed the crowded bar, I suddenly saw Philip tense his shoulders and lower his head, as if he'd spotted someone he didn't want to be seen by. When we reached the door to the back room, his face had gone pale, and he kept turning his head away from the bar. Are you all right? Maybe we shouldn't do this. Do what? Join the car table. Why not? I just saw someone I do not want to bump into. Who? At the
4: bar. The one with the straw hat.
2: A short man was leaning against the bar. A comic-looking fellow with a straw hat, round spectacles and a Hitler moustache. Who is he? He's after me. What for? You've got to give me some more money. Why? To pay that man. He's come after me. He's come to cash in his debt. I turned back towards the man. He was short and puny and looked completely non-threatening. Was Philip drunk? Paranoid? Or was this some sort of trick, an attempt to con me out of more money? How much do you owe him? £500. Five hundred pounds?
4: It's a gambling debt. I I thought I'd escaped them, but they've traced me. Who traced you? The gangsters.
2: I lost to some gangsters back in London, then fled the city, but they traced me. He doesn't look like a gangster. A banker, maybe, or an accountant, or a civil servant, but definitely not a gangster. Please, you must help me. I don't have five hundred pounds. But you don't understand. These people are dangerous. If I don't pay, they'll kill me. He doesn't look very dangerous. And anyway, I haven't got 500 pounds.
4: Well, how much do you
2: have? I'm not going to give you any more money, Philip. You already owe me a tenner. I'll give you a wank. What? In the gent's toilet. Oh, come on, it's what you asked me out for, ain't
4: it? Go on, five quid for a wank. I'd do more, but I promised Johnny I'd give that stuff up.
2: Five quid should be enough to win back at least some of what I owe him. I thought about his proposal. If it had been Jonty, I might have been tempted, but this boy simply didn't do it for me. Philip was a cunning little hustler. He'd been trying to con me all along. There you go. You can have my change. Good luck with it. Where are you going? The gents is the other way. I'm going back to the camp. Have a good night. Hope you win. So, Philip and Jonti ran away together. Where are they running from? Philip is running from the gangsters, if his story is to be believed. But Jonti? His engagement to Madeline de Costa? What exactly is Johnty's relationship with Philip? Are they lovers? Is that him? Standing perilously on the cliff. He's not going to jump, is he? Hello there. It's me. I just came back from the pub with your, um, your brother.
4: Where is my brother?
2: He's still in the pub. But
4: it's nearly midnight. Surely the pub is closed now.
2: He joined the card table in the back room. With what? He has no money. I lent him some. You shouldn't have. He won't pay you back. What are you doing here at this time of night?
4: I can't sleep. I come here to watch the sea. It relaxes me.
2: You're standing awfully close to the edge. (laughs) Don't worry. I won't jump. But it makes me nervous. I have vertigo by proxy. I don't mind heights myself, but seeing other people teetering perilously on the brink makes my head spin. Uh, would you mind taking a few steps back? Please? Thank you. Come, sit beside me. Come on. Cigarette? Six. So, how long have you been a pianist? I'm not a pianist.
4: You know I'm not. I do? Yeah, let's not play any games, mister. You know who I am, and I know who you are. Who am I? You're a detective, hired by my father to find me. You gave yourself away when you tried so desperately to speak to me after dinner. It was very obvious.
2: Oh dear, how clumsy of me.
4: I knew my father would do this. It was only a matter of time. Well... You can tell him I'm not coming back.
2: And what shall I tell him is the reason? He knows the reason. Very well, I'll tell him that. As soon as the office opens, I'll ask to use the phone and let him know. Well, perhaps you could... um, What? Give me a little more time. Time for what? To run away. You're paid to find me,
4: right? Not to capture me. Give me a couple of days. That way he can hire you again to trace me. It's a win for both
2: of us. Why do you want to run away? That's my business. The deal I made with your father's lawyer was that I'd contact him as soon as I found you. That's what I'm being paid for. You don't need to tell him you found me straight away, do you? So you want me to lie? No, not lie. Just... (sighs) wait a little before telling him. And why would I do that? What do you mean? Why should I do you that favour? I don't know. Kindness. Pity. Pity? Why would I feel pity for a handsome, spoiled rich boy who's running away from 24-hour parties and his gilded cage? You don't know anything about me. Well then tell me, why should I help you? You don't... Call my father if you must. I don't care. Oh my god, your nose, you're bleeding! Don't worry, it's just a nosebleed. Here, take my handkerchief.
4: I get them all the time. Especially when I'm stressed.
2: Why are you stressed? What do you think? I don't know. Enlighten me. If they find my dead body tomorrow, it'll be your fault. Dead body? Wait. Hey, wait. wait. What do you mean by that? Do you think your father is out to kill you? Or are you thinking of topping yourself? Jonty, answer me. Jonty. That night, I dreamed about mermaids. Or mermen, to be precise. Sitting on the beach... I was strolling along the cliff edge when I saw them. I called out to them and they turned to look at me. They all looked like jaunty. They panicked and broke out into a deafening cry, howling, shrieking. It was unbearable. It woke me up. What is happening? What are you doing at the window?
1: The police are here. And an ambulance. I think something serious has happened in one of the staff chalets. Oh my god. What?
2: If they find my dead body tomorrow, it'll be your fault. That's what he said.
1: Who said that? What are you doing?
2: We must find out what happened. Wait for me! We followed the light of the sirens towards one of the chalets at the end of the camp. A police cordon had sealed the entrance. The commotion had attracted a crowd of curious campers still wearing their nightclothes. Amongst them was a comical little man with a straw hat and a hittle moustache watching from a distance with a cigarette in his mouth. He walked away as I arrived. I reached the cordon and was about to crawl beneath it when an officer detained me.
4: Here, what are you up to? This is a crime scene, sir. Please stay behind the rope.
2: What happened? Never you mind. Just stay behind the rope. There is a good boy. A policeman walked out of the chalet looking pale. He leaned against the wall, squatted down on the ground and hung his head between his knees. Through the open door I caught a glimpse of the room. Blood was spattered all over the walls. Two ambulance men came out of the chalet carrying a stretcher with a body on it, fully covered by a sheet. I felt the blood drain out of my head, my fingers tightened around the yellow corner. Who is it, officer? You find out in tonight's papers. I didn't have to wait that long. As the men lifted the stretcher onto the vehicle, the sheet slipped off the body's face, revealing the victim. I winced with disgust. The face was swollen and bruised. It was almost unrecognizable. Almost, but not entirely. It was Philip.
0: In this episode of The Devil You Don't, the parts were played as follows Felix Stone, David Oldt. Joni, Andrea Richardson. Ethel Craggett, Francis Brodie Ulrich. Holiday Park announcer, Laurie Jones. Philip Hutchins, Luke Malloy, Johnty Grove, Sean Mendham. Officer, Mike Young. Audio Mystery Theatre is free to listen to, but not free to make. If you want to show your appreciation, why not buy us a virtual cup of coffee? You can go to ko-fi.com slash audio mystery theater, with theater being spelt the British way. That is, with R.E. at the end. Not only will you be able to make a modest donation towards the production of new AMT Mysteries, but you will also find loads of background information about our current slate of dramas and sneak peeks at the upcoming ones. Do check it out. You can find the link in the show notes.